0: I mean, when you think about the amount of careers that can be attained through music, um, it is just, it's mind-boggling to me. You know, we grow up thinking, you know, music education, being a music teacher, or maybe being, maybe being a performer on stage uh, as a musician, and, and, and we, we kind of cut ourselves short because there's all kinds of things and careers that music can draw you to.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Stage, the official performing arts podcast of the NFHS. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and our guest today is Craig Montifel, Assistant Executive Director with the Kansas State High School Activities Association. In his role, Craig oversees speech, debate and drama, music, piano administration, sportsmanship, and event sanctioning. He is also coming off of his time as the NFHS Music Advisory Committee Chair. Craig, Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing, sir?
0: Hi, Ken. I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Uh, I'm looking forward to the discussion today. be a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have, like you said before, we have a lot of interesting questions to go over, as the listeners will soon find out. Uh, but as we kick it off today, I would love to just ask you right off the bat, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up, and how did you get to where you are now?
0: Well, it's a it's a pretty long question when you're as old as I am. I mean, an answer to the question, but, uh, um, you know, my story might be a little bit different than than some people. Um, music started at a very young age in my life. Uh, first, I remember my grandfather singing um, hymns, just a cappella or tunes of the time. Um, he probably knew over a thousand tunes and could just sing them, a cappella, which uh, was known around uh, northwest Kansas for that, and, uh, and in his, and his church especially. But uh, you know, I started singing, at, like I said, at a young age in church and uh, Cherub Choir at Methodist Church. But I also I also loved the outdoors and I loved athletics and uh, any time I could have a ball in my hand playing ball, even if it was just outside with myself banging around ball off the off the side of the house. I mean, that was me outside. So I really had two two huge loves, uh, as I remember. As a young child, was music and and athletics. So, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Donald Star Stout was my first first choir director at the Methodist Church, and uh, he uh, asked my parents if I would be interested in uh, being uh, in a musical at the university, um, the summer musical Camelot. And I was about, I think it was right before my fifth grade year of of elementary school. So. Uh, my parents said absolutely my dad also worked at the college but he was in uh in the business office there so but you know we all went to the same church so they knew knew each other well and uh, so yeah my first role on stage uh and really my first first uh uh experience to be on stage was Camelot and i was uh Tommy of Warwick or Tom of Warwick Warwick and uh Was actually knighted by King Arthur at the very end of the musical. If you've ever seen the musical, it's where the young boy runs out and wants to be a knight. So that's my claim to fame. First claim to fame in the musical, and I had a blast. And I was in many musicals growing up. Um, But I also started playing the tuba in the fifth grade. So around that same time, I started playing tuba in the in the band there at Hayes, and also um, I started playing little league football in the fifth grade. So fifth grade, things just started happening. Lots and lots of activities. And, uh, and really I stayed, I stayed involved in, uh, music and football up until about my, uh, my sophomore year of high school. I just started devoting most of my time, uh, to music, to especially playing the tuba. I was an all-state tuba player and also, uh, did a lot of music theater in high school. I was the, I was actually, uh, uh, Captain Von Trapp in the Sound of Music my senior year, and so, so I had great fun with, with both of those. Um, you know, my, but it led me into my first job and, and what I was going to do in college. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree in music ed and went on to a very small school, um, Otis Bison, and I taught 5 through 12 band and 6 through 12 choir. Uh, my first band was 18 kids, and when I when I when my family then moved, Paula, my wife, and my two sons uh, were middle school age. Um, when we left Otis Bison, went back to Hayes. Uh, the enrollment of of the Otis Bison band and choir were both above eighty, and very proud of that. And um, basically, it was a school of 120 kids. So, um, you know, more many more than eighty of them were in one of the two music classes. So that was. A great experience and had great time there in the community. Uh, went back to my alma mater and taught for 19 years there. Taught band, mostly high school, and uh, but through those 29 years of education teaching uh, music, um, I was uh, I did a lot of various uh, basically jobs, different things for KMEA, Kansas Music Educators Association, and uh, in 2009 I was. Uh, elected to be uh, president-elect of the state KMEA. And then of course, 2011 through 2013, I became the state president. In uh, in Kansas, KMEA works directly with the Kansas State High School Activities Association. So when I was president of KMEA, I worked directly with Reg Romine, my predecessor um, at Keisha, and, uh, and it all just kind of worked. He retired in 2015. He gave me a call and uh, a couple of my uh, mentors, Dr. John Taylor, Executive uh, Director of KMEA now, and my first building principal, Mark Goodhart, which is uh, really involved in the athletic side of things of Keisha and officials. And actually, his son was just hired here in our office to take care, take over officials. But they both encouraged me in 2015 to take the job here at Keisha and Gary Musselman, the longtime uh, executive director here at Keisha, which is, who is now retired, he hired me, and, and uh, I'm starting my ninth year at, here at the association. So a long answer, but that kind of gives it to you.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's an incredible journey. And I want to go back to what you said about teaching. I mean, you taught for nearly 30 years. What was the best part of that?
0: You know, that's a tough question, Ken. <laughs> that I mean, there's so many great things, but you know, really, I'll answer it this way. I miss, of course, I miss the students, because when you come to the state association, it pretty much severs those ties. Not not with not with the kids you're going to have, but uh, you know, the, you know, or are not the kids that you uh, have had, but the kids you were going to have when you leave the teaching world to come to the administration. But uh, I really miss rehearsing. I miss taking that that piece and giving it to the kids for the first time and maybe they don't get it the first time through and maybe it sounds terrible probably does but uh, they have really no idea or no appreciation for that piece of music but then over time and teaching and through the process of rehearsals and and sectionals and those things then you can just see the the light bulbs come on in those in those students and how much they love Music and how how much more they want to learn, then after that, and, and create music together. So that's I don't miss concerts a whole lot. I really don't. <laughs> I miss the rehearsal part of it and and watching watching those kids, you know, just get better throughout from five or uh, from fifth grade on through seniors.
1: Mm, wow, wow. Would you go back if
0: you could? You know, I've been married for forty one years to Paula. We've talked about this from time to time about you know, a post what what's going to happen? Um, I guess my best answer would be maybe, because I really don't know. It just, it would have to be the right situation, the right job, and of course, the right place. And I don't know if we'll stay in Topeka after I retire or not, but, but uh, you know, it, it's always a possibility.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, that would be kind of full circle, it, it would be. Uh, Craig, on a, a more personal question, I have heard uh, many legends surrounding your love for, I mean, all things Kansas, uh, whether that be the Chiefs, the barbecue, or the facial hair. Uh, Can you explain uh, your claim to fame in barbecue and as the legendary red beard, from what I've heard?
0: Well, (laughs) I think most of the legends probably in my own mind. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I was pretty much born a Chiefs fan. Um, I bleed Chiefs red through and through and have since I was a little kid. Um, my mom was actually uh, a Chiefs fan. Uh, not so much my dad, and which is a little different, but my mom and I would watch uh, Chiefs games on Channel 2. I think we had two channels, CBS, CBS and NBC. And at that time, Chiefs always played on NBC. 12 o'clock, so we would come home from church, change clothes, get a little something to eat, and, and we would watch the games. So um, you know, I have no idea how many Chiefs games I've watched on TV, maybe radio if I have to travel or, or in at Arrowhead personally, but after 50 years, I doubt there's, but maybe a couple handfuls of games I've missed, which, um, so that tells you the passion that I have for the NFL and for my Chiefs. But, uh, you know, my oldest son, uh, Michael, uh, when he was in college at Fort Hayes, I think it was about 2003, he got tickets uh, and uh, a package, and I, you know, we paid for him the, the package for the family to go. Uh, we ate lunch there in a catered uh, tent uh, barbecue, of course, and then we went to the game, and and I'll never forget it. It was it was St. Louis Rams, and it was a non-division game, but the Arrowhead was pretty full. It wasn't packed like it is nowadays with the Mahomes era, but um, it was it was it was pretty packed, and we we won. Uh, Dante Hall, I don't know if that name is familiar to you, but they called him the human joystick, and he ran back kickoffs and punts, and he was just electric. And he did—he ran back a kickoff and a punt that game, so it was—it was amazing. The crowd was electric, and uh, and it wasn't far after that that we, Paula and I, got season tickets and to the Chiefs, and we, uh, you know, for ten plus years, we drove three hours one way, you know, from Hayes to Kansas City to uh, to the games. And, uh, you know, what, what really stuck out in our mind that first game, though, even my kids, we would watch the tailgating, and people would pull up in their pickups, and in 15 minutes they'd have their tents up, tables, tables figured out, you know, uh, chairs out of the bags unfolded, uh, flags erected way above their vehicles, uh, music playing, and the grills were lit. And uh, it was just amazing, and we wanted to be a part of that and so and so we did for many years uh it was it was a lot of fun and and over the years, I mean if you've ever been to Arrowhead, I would recommend it whether you follow the NFL or not um, seventy five thousand people, and in the parking lots, there's probably you know anywhere from five to seventy five hundred grills all going at the same time uh barbecuing all different kinds of meats and and delicacies and the i mean you can literally smell uh KC barbecue for miles when the Chiefs are playing it's just it's awesome
1: yeah wow that is, i mean that's legendary like i just said and I, I'm sure you are ecstatic. I mean, obviously, they just won again, uh, so the Mahomes era is in full effect. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> Craig, you're coming off the time your time as the chair of the Music Advisory Committee uh, with the NFHS. What has been the best part of working at the KSHSAA and, of course, uh, as the chair?
0: You know, the association work is a whole lot different than teaching. Um, teach at least teaching music to students. I mean, I do do some teaching with coaches and debate coaches, speech coaches, music music teachers, and 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 do those kinds of things. But but you know, the administrative role here that you that you mentioned earlier is is all of those uh, debate, speech, music, piano, um, and I, and I also do uh, cheer and dance, which which is is a whole different set of interesting. Uh, uh, activities, but they're good for kids. Um, you know, the performing arts are so important and have always been, you know, just so important to myself and my family growing up. Um, it allows students to express themselves in in a different way, and I think the associ- the works that we that we do at state association helps provide those activities for students. So they can express themselves through music, or on a, on a on a theater stage, or a debate stage, or whatever the case may be, in fine arts. It's it's just so important, and it and it students learn so many life lessons uh, through the performing arts. You um, know, I'll just mention a few. Teamwork is a is a huge a huge factor that they learn um, appreciation of so many different styles of music, or or debate debating another debater across across uh, at the state. It's just it, it's a great thing. Empathy. I mean, uh, uh, students learn empathy because they see students maybe or maybe themselves. They don't don't do as well as they wanted to, or they watch watch a, a colleague or a student uh, that they've gone to school with maybe not do so well at a music festival or a debate competition. They get they 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 really do learn a lot of empathy. And I think that's very important, especially in this day and age. Um, in my opinion, without these activities of fine arts, um, well, for one thing, students would not get that well-rounded education, but also their lives just were, would not be near as colorful. Um, it just adds so much color to lives. So that's, um, for the state association work, I think that's, that's what we do. We provide those, those you know, those very important activities for students to excel.
1: What was what were you most proud of with the committee under your leadership?
0: Well, you know, first off, uh, you know what a great experience for me to be involved uh, with such wonderful people, and including the NFHS Performing Arts Trio of Dr. James Weaver, Kyle Mills, and now You Yukin on board that came on board about a year ago. Um, the the work that you do at the NFHS for across the, for people across the country. Is just amazing, and I've 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 just really enjoyed watching and working the last four years, um, really kind of intensely, especially through COVID, um, through the NFHS uh, work, through the, uh, the the performing arts committee. Really, I think uh, the leadership um, uh, course that's that should be coming out anytime now. I think through the NFHS Learn. Um, um, I think that's going to be a really valuable resource for not only teachers, music teachers, but for students trying to l- learn how to become an exceptional leader in, in their school and their musical ensembles. I think that's going to be a, a wonderful re- resource, and I think there's probably going to be more courses that are added to that as we go through. But it, So I'll be very interested to see see how that, that uh, you know, goes in the next few years. Also, you know the uh, the collaboration between uh, the NFHS, uh, basically music education leaders, and NAM, the National Association of Music Merchants, uh, the the meeting that we had in Indianapolis um, this year to get leadership from all all different walks of life in those two basically two different realms uh, was just amazing to watch and and the amount i mean when you think about the amount of careers that can be attained through music um it is just it's mind boggling to me you know we grow up thinking you know music education being a music teacher or maybe being maybe being a performer on stage uh as a musician and and, and we we kind of cut ourselves short because there's all kinds of things and careers that music that music can draw you to for instance being a sound person on the stage uh being a light person on the stage uh being an instrument repair person for your local music shop i mean there are so many things that and everything in between i mean there are so many things that that we can do music wise so i I'm, I'm really anxious to watch where this goes i know, i just really have enjoyed watching the rein, really the reinvention of this of this type of uh, meeting, and and I think it's going to really grow over the next few years, so I look forward to that. But I think those are two specific things that I think the committee has had their hand in uh, to further music education in the nation.
1: Yeah, it, that's one thing I've really noticed, or I've really learned from this job, is that there are so many different jobs that you can have within music, education, music in general, uh, the creative industry side, that is. So I, it's way over my head. Uh, I, I had no idea uh, before getting in this profession. So, yeah, increasing awareness for that is huge. But Craig, why do you believe that state associations should work together within and throughout the NFHS?
0: Well, you know, I attended the, my first summer meeting um, in 2015 of the NFHS and I was introduced to uh, some colleagues um, and, and really that became great friends and mentors of mine. I don't know that I would have made it in this job if, I, if it wouldn't have been for, uh, for those relationships and just be a, being able to bounce ideas and bounce off different policies and rules um, with, with these folks. And I'll just mention a couple. Uh, Mike Plunkett from Oklahoma. Who is now retired was just a, a, a great friend and mentor. Craig Enan and Alan Greiner, both from Iowa, have been have uh, Craig on the uh, speech and debate side was invaluable to me because I didn't come from that background and he helped me out tremendously. Uh, and, and Alan, of course, on the music side. Brian Bubak from New- North Dakota was, has been a great friend and a great resource. Uh, we try to get together, um, you know, a few times a year and just talk talk through things, what's going on in our family life, what's going on at work, and see if we can help each other, which has been valuable. And then, of course, James Weaver, but he was at South Dakota at that time in 2015, but I was introduced to James. And then, and look at us now, the work that we've done together, it's been pretty darn amazing. You know, I learned, I learned very quickly that states are very different. State associations are all very different, but we're all in it for the same reasons. You know, to like I said earlier, to provide these to provide these opportunities and high quality interscholastic activities for students to compete in, to be involved with, and uh, and 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 to help further their lives as they as they get out of school and, and go on in life. But uh, it, it it's very important for that.
1: How have you seen the work done in? the middle school and the high school space carry on for the rest of students' lives? Because obviously you've worked in that micro setting with a sixth grade band, and also you've worked with the macro setting. So from those perspectives, how have you seen that carried out for the rest of their lives?
0: Well, you know, I think the younger you can start, just like I started singing at a young age, I think the younger you can have those experiences, um, the more you will give to the to the activity as you get older. Uh, I really think we need to provide more activities for middle school, and I know uh, that's that's a big talk now not only in Kansas but across the country, uh, giving kids more opp- opportunities for festivals and contests and different things in the middle school um, at the middle school age and I think you know we have such an issue right now um, with uh, with music teachers, and I really think. That uh, I mean, there's a lot of positives and a lot of light at the end of the tunnel, I think. But if we can get those middle school students started at an earlier age, I think we will have a multitude of music teachers and uh, uh, moving forward. It's not going to be a click, click of a switch and, and, and an instantaneous thing, but, but I really think it starts in middle school. I have, I have uh, former students that still perform and play, um, some professionally, uh, some of them teach. Um, and they started, like you said, fifth or sixth grade, either playing an instrument or singing, and and they're still doing it today. Um, actually, Paul and I just went to a, a summer band concert last Sunday night at the park here in Topeka, and there was every age level imaginable, middle school kids all the way up to, to people my age and even older in the 80s, um, and still playing their instrument, and sounding pretty darn good. I was pretty amazed with with what they had done after just a couple of rehearsals, so it's a long, lifelong event that you can do forever. And now,
1: how how have you seen the performing arts grow in the state of Kansas ever since you know
0: throughout your career? Well, you know, we're uh, the pandemic hurt us. I'm not going to lie; it hurt it hurt us a lot in our participation, but the quality is and the and the participation numbers. Are really coming back. I don't know that the quality. It, it did go down a little bit during the pandemic, but uh, but I've been to all different kinds of course festival, our festivals, uh, marching competitions in the fall. Those things, music wise, um, you know, the quality is is great. And I give a big kudos to all the music teachers out there that have been through so much, and and they've just you know been thrown through so many things of teaching online and never done it before and doing those kinds of things where some of them really didn't know how to turn on a computer. And people my age, you know, just have a really tough time with technology. And uh, for them to make it through and to succeed and and really uh, do wonderful things right now with especially the younger kids, I think the, the freshman and sophomore numbers in Kansas, we kind of keep track of that. The numbers are really, are really starting to grow again and get back to pre-COVID numbers so i'm proud of that i'm I'm proud of the work that the n f h s did through the aerosol study and and the work through you know through our state state association work being involved with all the meetings and everything through the n f h s and learning how our teachers could uh could still perform music in their schools and and we made it through and i I think the the sky's the limit now i think we're 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 going to be in great shape moving forward
1: yeah completely agree and Craig, this has been awesome. I, I have one more question before I, I let you get out of here. What was your favorite activity in high school, and how formative was that for you now?
0: Well, you know, it's not real shocking. I mean, I have two, basically. Uh, of course, being in the band um, it was was awesome. Had great directors. And, uh, and then music theater was my other one. Um, I mean, in high school, those were the two that I probably spent the most time with, and, and with the most enjoyment, and and still have many many friends from those activities. That's
1: awesome. And well, I guess I should ask: Is there anything that you wish uh, you did in high school? Or any activity that you wish you did?
0: Absolutely. Looking back, I wish I would have have been on the debate team in high school because coming into this position, uh, that that was a really tough tough activity to learn. I knew the speech side of things pretty well. I had some speech some forensics activities in the high school but, uh, and some drama. But the debate part of it, I re- and watching our students, our debate students now and coaches work each year, they're, they're phenomenal. And uh, policy debate is huge in Kansas, and they do a great job. And I really wish I would have I contacted my uh, drama teacher, uh, Mr. Henry Wolf back in, in uh, you know, the late 70s and said, hey, I'd really like to be part of the debate team. Um, I think I would have had fun.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, Craig, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh what you've done with the Kansas office and with the as the NFHS chair has just been so inspiring uh to so many of us here and I, I really do appreciate you coming on.
0: Hey, thanks, Ken. Uh thank you again for all the work that you all do. And uh please keep James Weaver in line for me.
1: That's very hard to do, but we'll try. <laughs> well, For all listeners out there, please remember to subscribe to the show and share it with someone that you think will be impacted by what was discussed today. Uh, Sharing this episode with one teacher, coach, administrator, or student will go such a long way for us, uh, and I'm sure it will for them too. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to catch you next time on the stage.